1: Of the the Wise Men's say podcast where tonight um, you'll you'll notice on uh, Monday when I said Frankie you'd be back on um, Thursday isn't because um, I ah, it's me again so sorry uh, in advance um, but yeah it's Gareth Sparker here um, we're at the Isis in in Sunderland um, the the lovely old pub isn't it yeah the, yes yeah,
2: yeah it's nice <laughs> to be back there, it's nice to be back and <laughs> we're, we're, it's quite nice in the background with uh, Pink Floyd yeah. ringing out. Yeah, You were very keen to get
1: it started while this was on, weren't you? Rich, that's Richard's Easter by the way.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's an alternative theme tune, just to, yeah. just to ease us in and very topical. Yeah,
1: your last pod appearance went well, didn't it, Richard?
2: I mean, I'm trying to be positive now. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've been talking with a smile on my face, which yeah. exudes positivity, does it not? Yes.
1: We're also joined by um, Lewis Newton, who is one of the... New throng of writers' team and has been on the reaction pods before. Um, you've been on the you're in that one in Poland, weren't you, Lewis? I was on
3: that one in Poland.
1: <laughs> it's been deleted now, hasn't it?
3: Uh, uh, taken down, for, uh, right, rightfully. Uh, rightfully. Sorry. rightfully
1: taken down.
3: Can i take it to apologise for my cousin Christopher. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> We'd all like to apologise for Chris. Um, but I guess on the subject of Chris. Um, so... <laughs> News today, aside from the actual football, obviously there was a game on Tuesday and a game, there's a game on Saturday. Um, But yes, today it was announced in sort of, kind of by the club in kind of a a bantery way, by the club, um, which is a bit strange. But it was sort of clearly leaked through Sunderland Echo. They've decided that they're going to channel this news through the Sunderland Echo, and obviously Charlie Methans made a variety of statements in that paper today, stating that. The investment that was always investment, um, apparently, or whatever you want to believe, um, is officially a thing. Um, uh, what was it? Ten? Fi- did he say eight figure? Yeah, eight figure.
3: There's be, it's been rumoured between twelve and eight. I think people have said. But, um, obviously, the figures is eight, eight and eight figure. Um, it would have been great to have Chris on it, and I bet he's absolutely uh, seething at the teeth <laughs> that he can't be here to talk about this. But um, yeah, twelve figures, uh, 12, ten figures.
2: Sorry, 10 not twelve. Figures? I'm I'm just exaggerating. Ten figures, is including pounds and pence, I guess? Or so is that is that pounds? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that that's a good point. Um we'll get send Phil Smith a deer and press him on it and say can you can you see where the decimal point lies? Um, yeah. But
2: and plus we didn't say it was didn't say it was like um, pounds either it could have no. been like krona. Yeah. It, it,
3: it, is <laughs> it is one of them though there's loads of question marks behind it because the club even like they didn't release a statement they just put a weird little yeah. mime is it meme? meme, meme up which a is, mime? a mime <laughs> well it doesn't speak does it so <laughs> yeah um, they, they put that up and then yeah there's no actual been no statement behind obviously Charlie uh, Methan's gone through the echo and he's he said um that they've got substantial investment now, but not into Sunderland Football Club into uh Madrox. Um, so obviously we don't know if the money's going to be pumped into the club or if it's kind of been pumped into uh, this management. And then we'll obviously, obviously time will tell what happens from it. But I think that's a big question, like what's it for, kind yeah. of thing. I mean, is, I
1: mean obviously you stated on there, <clears throat> in there that you know it would be used to reinforce a recruitment team and it would used be used to you know imp- make improvements. Um, around the club, which is a good thing um not no mention in there of if there 'd be some of that money would be available for um the purchase of players in January, um, which I thought was an
3: championship players
1: but there was there wasn 't any of um sort of anything alluded to in that regard, which is an interesting one um but obviously you know it does you know presents a question where you 're like well in this you know obviously we can only. Speculate based on the information that we've got, but you know, it's if they don't take, if they're not having taken a shareholding in the club at this stage, it's kind of it's either a present
3: yeah.
1: or it's a loan potentially. I don't know. Um, obviously, again, we you've got to be obviously careful about what you're saying. We don't want to like you know allude things that aren't true, but. You know, it, sort of looking at it from the outside, from the limited information we know, and I'm sure it will come out in the coming days. But if you haven't, if you haven't, if you're giving somebody money but you're not taking a stake in the business, then what is that financial arrangement? And it, it, it'll be interesting to see how that develops down the line.
3: Yeah, I, I think obviously what's strange as well is that the club haven't actually released a statement. There's been a quote from Methan in the Echo, but and then the club's done um, a bit of a weird tweet about it, so we don't really know what it's for kind of thing. It's um, obviously they've pumped money in, but. We, like, it would be nice to kind of get a bit of a rundown as to why this money's been pumped in like is it obviously it's a long term plan but are we going to see uh, are we going to see any changes like straight away obviously january's lumen we're not picking up the results we need to pick up. So is is it going to be kind of used to pump money in to buy players or, or bring championship loan players in, or is it just is it, is it is it for the recruitment, or or is it I don't know, like is it to put a roof over the ground? Like we don't really know what it's for. Do we? So? Well,
1: to be fair, I guess you know if it's going to go into recruitment, that's a positive thing because you know that's where we've been we've been sorely lacking again in that's in it recruitment. About, it? So yeah, certainly recently that's been something that you know people have been questioning. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see if whether or not they will, but, you know, are they going to... Is it FPP, the the, 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 the organisation's called? Would you like to hear something from them, Richard? I don't know, I mean, seem, if the club aren't going to say anything officially, it's been leaked through a newspaper, but it's happening.
2: Yeah, I think the, the, the announcement and the way it's been released to to the media via, via the Sunderland Echo feels very kind of old PR. It feels very kind of how a football club would do its business... Yeah. Maybe like 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s. You know, not having its own platform to publish it on. They've, they've done it with the with a trusted a trusted friend that is the Sunderland Echo, but they haven't given anything concrete themselves. So it, it is kind of just a case of us waiting. They've confirmed it's happened, so it's definitely happening. Um, it is it's very much a kind of an announcement without being an announcement.
1: Yeah, you'd think there'd be something like, say, you know, Sunday Football Club, um, you know, and confirm the day that we've received a significant investment from this consortium, if you want to call them that a group of, of, of investors, um, and will you, you know, will be, you know, moving forward with this money in order to do this, this, and this, but just even something as bland as that and just leave it at that
3: It's almost like they just try to drum up a bit of like excitement like still obviously everyone was really excited when it got leaked first and then it died down there's a bit of like Sunderland Poison Twitter went into overdrive and then all of a sudden Stuart Donald's off and now they're trying to re-drum the excitement kind of thing so I think we'll probably get um, a statement eventually but not after we've had a few kind of um, awkward emoji eyes from some admin on Twitter at <laughs> first, so yeah.
1: I think it's you know it's it, it is an, an odd it kind of was an odd time, I know that people like engage with things differently on social media now, but it did seem a bit of a you know it's not, it's not a slight on the the job that they do, it just seemed a bit of a strange way to like announce something like when. Like Charlie's in the echo saying like yeah. this is the investment that is significant enough to take us on to the next level. And then personal, and then like, like yeah, the tweets enormous. like, Oh yeah. lol, we've got some money in the bank right. it, like kind of thing it was like it's it kind it wasn't, of a dozen. it doesn't very
3: business was it it was no. more just like banterish like yeah, yeah. it was. Like, i don't get like don't like obviously it's good crack cuz it's engagement like for so, like in terms of social like that's that's what you are yeah. drilling up the numbers aren't you but like yeah, yeah.
2: when 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 newspapers cuz there'll be newspapers that have already followed up on this and news yeah. outlets that have already followed up and taken the quotes from the echo you know what would they say? An official Sunderland spokesman today said, "Smiley emoji, or <laughs> yeah. eyes emoji." Someone high a tree. Yeah. Yeah. And it was wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> a picture of someone behind a tree.
1: So isn't that like a, the circle and you know, that reality TV program where people talk in like social media speaking? Like say, like when they put an emoji in, they like oh say the emojis. <laughs> my wife watches it. It's not me, um, but it's yeah, some, it, it looks awful. No? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's finished now. Oh, is it? No? Yeah, it's yeah.
3: not on iPlayer. then like... it, uh, it's
1: a Channel Four program, <laughs> I believe. So yeah, but yeah, it's, a bit of a, it's just you know, it's a sign of the times anyway. But we're probably digressing too much about a minor element of the thing. I mean, if Charlie's saying that,
3: well, the important thing is we've got we've got some money yeah. there now. There's kind of there's that link. I think the important thing is to take away from is these yeah. Americans obviously are interested now. We've yeah. got their interest. Oh, we don't know what the money's for we don't know what it means but they're interested in yeah. Son Football Club and that's obviously something we take forward they might kill us at the end of the day but we don't know that for now well,
1: and, and a significant amount of money to us in League 1 yeah. is probably an insignificant amount of money to yeah. them given the level of wealth that they have so it might be like the equivalent of us you know, lending someone 30 quid, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And said like, oh, well, I'll get like 30 quid and then I'll, yeah,
3: well, yeah. The yeah, yeah. 30
1: <laughs> quid and then I'll give you something, I'll get you something of equal value down the line, line bar, something think, like that.
2: I think that, yeah, the positive takeaway from that that it is, you know, the, the, the scouting network is definitely something that is, is in need of significant investment. Um, I mean, that's evidenced by the, by the incomings that we've seen over the last 18 months. I think without... A decent, robust, solid um, scouting network. We haven't been able to recruit. We've been, we've been kind of chasing the game really, and look, looking at players that have already been, you know, well established as, as English league fo- football, English football league players, and therefore other clubs are in the, the hunt for them. So we haven't kind of unearthed any kind of any kind of diamond in the last eighteen months. You, can, you couldn't really say um, without anyone knowing too much about them. So, so any kind of investment in that side of the, the business is a good thing.
3: It's a bit like, you know, in that scene in Sun Until I Die where they send the scout out to watch that player and he's wearing gloves so he's obviously not I thought that was a bit of a like a, a mick take. Like I generally I didn't realise that it was this bad that we gen- we probably are following that line of suit where Tony Cotton's traipsing about like trying to find players to, to put on his shortlist because we haven't got anybody like anybody else. He's doing these speed dating like for Premier League loanies we haven't had a Premier League loanee. Like we had a decent links. we were in the Championship. We were bringing a couple of okay players, and obviously we've got we had
2: Sterling, didn't we? Yeah, Red Sterling. But I season, mean,
3: though. I like I read him. To be fair, for it was not. He didn't really get <laughs> a chance. He ran around. A he bit. ran around. I just a, think he's pulling yeah. many trees.
1: there mind, but he's, quite, a, yeah.
3: he's a young lad. But it would be yeah. nice but though. The Jari,
1: I mean, like they all love him at Reading now.
3: was yeah. I was. He, he just needed a, a, a bit of a kick didn't he? Right, he, before, just needed, yeah. right, he just needed to
1: play because he hadn't yeah. played. Right, that as well. Yeah. But, you know, the, but, I mean... It seems it,
3: like we, we relied on Jack Ross's little notepad as much as we did, which has obviously come out now because... People have said that we were It was Jack Ross and Tony Cotton, and, and now it's, it's um, yeah, exactly. Like why? But why? I, obviously, I get the need to strip things back so we can move forward. And Methin, uh, um kind of alluded to that today when he said this is phase two. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to find out what I phase mean, two is.
1: Could have been interpreted again, and this is you know, I'm not saying this is the case, and you know, because we don't know. But kind of as a as a fan l- looking at the situation, say you've got. An investor who's coming in, who's serious, you know, serious business people, these are, they're not like, they're not you know, they're not like messing around, right? Is there an argument to say, maybe they've said, right, tell you, well, you've sold us the club, saying if we had this money, we could do this, we could do that. Is there anything to say, well, maybe I'll tell you what then, before we, like, come into this, here's an amount of money that you could use to achieve the things you stated that you, you would like to achieve at this level at this time it, off you go and do the things you've said you're going to do here's the money to do it and almost like prove yourselves a little bit that like you know you can, you're going to well, if we do come on board full time you're you, like a valuable members of the administration rather than it being like well we're going to take over, you're going to be on the board straight away, it's it almost like they I'm sort of trying to choose my word and yeah. carefully here, like prove yourself tr- put your a little in. bit on it's yeah. almost like feels as though it's like they're a little bit on trial. Like looking at it from the outsider, they might refute that completely and say that's a load of rubbish and yeah. you know, but there's no you know, that's just for the supporter so, logging yeah. in, yeah, yeah. I
3: d I I don't see why why that why that couldn't be a theory, you know, like um, obviously we've we've had a few people kind of point fingers at Eastleigh F C and stuff and how we're being run at the moment. In terms of like comparisons and people who have got jobs who necessarily haven't got the CVs to have those jobs, and maybe these guys are saying like, look, it is a of, it's a bit of, is a bit of one you know, like go out there and like shows shows that you can manage. Or, I, I don't know, some along those lines. Whereas um, at the moment, obviously they pumped a bit of money in in terms of uh, signing players like Will Group, but it's not coming off, and we've kind of back to square one again, where everyone's feeling a bit left. In in the unknown, so yeah, I don't know why that could be fair. I
2: think uh, I was critical in the last part of of, of the the directors not possessing a long term, a, a medium to long term strategy um, of you know beyond beyond you know League One. But you can't say that they haven't got a long term strategy with with this investment going into going into the um, the development of players and going into uh, scouting network. Um, I, I would like to see a little bit a bit of money kind of allocated towards short-term as well. You, you like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, not heel-turning what I said last week, but we need to be looking at January. We need to be looking at bolstering the squad that we do have to get us out of League One.
0: Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind.
1: more back towards football, I guess, in that regard, and we can kind of link this all together with what we've seen in the last sort of week um, on the pitch. Um, obviously, you know, we've got a new manager now. He's probably going to have his own ideas about, you know, how he wants to do things. He said he had assurances that in January, you know, there'd be enough funds available, in between the lines, to to, to strengthen. Like in, in the areas he probably sees fit, it's going to be interesting the dynamic between Parkinson and, and Corton now and the rest of the team. Whoever comes in in, in this short term period, and obviously, if they've been waiting on this investment for a while, maybe they've had a, got a plan in place going right. We know what the people want to bring in, this is the structure we want to implement, and how quickly can they do it? They might be relying, like you say, on Ross's notepad, they might be relying on Parkinson's notepad.
3: I can imagine Parkinson's got a more um, knowledgeable kind of outlook on what is yeah. in the football league and, and what a team in the football league needs than what Ross did. Yeah. Obviously, Ross came from <coughs> St Mirren. I can't yeah. imagine St Mirren have a, a massive, extensive yeah. scout network, probably have, probably doing the lower yeah. leagues because that's how they well, get players and that's how they make money.
1: This is it, and I mean, he's a manager coming from a league in which you know he's not played a, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a season in which you play each team twice, you know, you play each team four times in Scotland, do you know what I mean? Because it's a 10 team league, you know, it's a 24 team league. I know that's. These are all the things, and that probably they considered when they brought Jack Ross in. And to be fair, Jack did a decent enough job. He could have, he was, you know, very close to getting promoted last season. But
3: yeah, I mean, people keep going back to saying uh, before the season started, we'd have ripped your hand off for a playoff position. And then obviously, the team itself built the hopes up, and they were brilliant up until. Um, probably January, you know, after when Mag- Josh Madges the saga started, and um, I thought, well, I mean, i was sitting there scumfolk at home last season, thinking it's probably one of the better, like, more favourable Sunderland teams I've ever watched, like since I've been a fan, and uh, um, obviously it, 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 it went downhill from there and stuff. But Parkinson, like, it was one thing I pulled out of uh, choosing out that I enjoyed, and there's the fact that he was. Got, we've got some good centre-halves, Like, well say good, I mean, like for this level, like who can kind of play in that back three now. And the thing is, he picked at league cup game that we didn't really, we don't really need to be in to, to try this new system. I think um, there's one thing everyone kind of went at in terms of recruitment, which was like full-backs and stuff. We don't really have them at the moment, but I suppose in January, if they're looking, if he's, got, if he's got a system that he wants to implement because he's looked across that back four and he's got players who can play it, and, and that's the first thing they go out and do, then... Then uh, I think there's reasons to be positive for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I guess we'll you know move on to the the game on Tuesday, and the, the football side of things, um, obviously we exited the the league cup, um, would have been presented Quite with quickly. a yeah yeah <laughs> a, a tie against Manchester City, which probably would have ended in you know a bit of humiliation, light have them to be yeah, yeah we probably yeah. would have beaten them, light humiliation uh, for for us, I think in that in that in that fixture, but um,
2: without without being they'll be uh, denigrating to, to Oxford they'll, they'll enjoy that day out more than we, we probably yeah. would have done um, we've played Man City enough times and especially in the League Cup to know that, that it's going to be a tough game they'll have their payday and, and you know we, they'll probably relish it a lot more than we would do at that think, stage of the competition I think
1: last time we played them in the League Cup we were 4-0 down after 35 minutes remember mm-hmm. that one under Dick I think it was under Adverkat I think Tyvern scored a goal in the second half but I think we're three 4-0 down by half-time.
3: Yeah, I just remember the happy times against uh, Man City, you know, like the 1-0 Oh, rings. yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, like, getting beat at Wembley and stuff. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, that was great. Right? Yeah. yeah, I loved that. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, obviously, the the main kind of discussion points, I know if you, there was a few discussions around the system. I don't really. Like, I think, to be honest... It, he played the three of the back out of necessity because of the players that he had available the amount of games we've got recently you might have seen a different team and we haven't been playing Saturday, Tuesday Saturday, Tuesday
3: he was still playing two of his centre-halves though you know Willis, Lynch and obviously you've got Lynch who's a left-sided central defender and then you've got Flanagan who's kind of fitted in who can play wing back, um, sorry, right back in the centre-half you've got the players there who can do the system Ross knew that he just didn't really well I mean he tried to give it time but obviously, but I don't think he properly implemented it. Whereas um, Parkinson, again, he went with um, the three centre midfielders. Whereas Ross would have tried to squeeze Maguire in there um, instead. So there's not that that, that gap then becomes quite um, big. And yeah, I thought, mm. <laughs> no, no. I think
2: What what Ross did, without being going back too much over old ground, was I, I felt he he did what Advocat did mm. when Advocat he when when Advocat technically came back we had that Leicester game where we'd previously played a pragmatic game and been very kind of cautious and the basics so you went to this expansive style which just didn't work and I think Ross made the same mistake of just trying to do too much um, trying to change too much um, and, and I don't think that means that having 5 or 3 at the back is is a bad thing it just means it's something, it's just something that I think, I think the, the team is capable of doing it. it just might need a little bit more work that's all
1: There was a lot of obviously discussion The main discussion point, obviously, aside from the game, um, was the forwards again. I guess more specifically, you know, Will Grigg, who, you know, a week ago that day was being applauded off the pitch for his performance against Tranmere. You know, to be in, you know, vilified, you know, on social media after missing that penalty, Um, and it was almost like all that good work had been undone in the space of a week, which is a bit of a shame, really. I don't believe that. You know, like, it's just one of those things that happens to people. You know, it, it becomes, like, a big thing that gets overanalyzed. Um, what did you think of Parkinson's comments after the game where he kind of said something like, oh, um, you know, we're disappointed, like, he didn't hit the target and stuff like that from the penalty? Like, I, I personally, I think was thinking... Do
3: you think he's trying to rev him up? I think, obviously, we saw a tram here, like, how well he linked with the midfield and how well he, like, took us up the pitch. I think it's harsh to kind of criticise him and missing apparently. Like everyone goes, oh, it's 12 yards, should we be missing from there. Like those people who say that haven't stared down and seen how small the goal is. Like when, when you're from that direction, because it is. Um, so, and I think we shouldn't kind of over scrutinise him for, for that because the game against Chamy, and then even. Even at the, the weekend, I, th- I didn't think he was too bad, you know. Like obviously, we, we need to start hitting the target. But I think what Parkinson is is he's set this team up now, and they're creating of chances. And then the, the forwards and the midfielders are letting them down because we should like we had enough chances to win the game against Oxford. We had enough chances to win the game at the weekend. Like it, he, he knows that if if they do hit the target, then it's going to be mute every week kind of thing. I, I was a bit huffy on Saturday, wasn't I? Where I spat my dummy out and went went a bit OTT and said so I was never coming back <laughs> but um <laughs> no drink no, no drink no for drink. you <laughs> yeah, the, yeah
2: if if parkinson is going to be that kind of open openly critical of greg um, I know he wasn't like kind of He, completely he, he was kinda yeah, yeah, bus for no, it no. but he needs to be as critical if not a little more critical of, of power and his miss in, yeah. in normal time because that was closer yeah, and that was sick. arguably well yeah <laughs> that was an arguably easier chance to score than, than it was 12 yards out with, with well, the pressure of the, of and,
1: the ground and, and McNulty had I mean oh. he was the, th- he th- th- threw him goal like three times in the game um, once where he missed control the once where he hit the post once where he dragged the shot miles wide um and then Greg, he, he's, if that's oh, yeah. Greg,
3: he's he's literally never going to play in a Sunland shirt again for, as far as yeah. off the ground can see because it, McNulty's had three chances where bring the ball down and it's in the back of the net you and know? he had
1: and he had that one that came across him on the six yard line and yeah. he kind of hesitated and like scuffed kind of like scuffed it into the defender wide I and think he couldn't sort his feet out, even I the mean, one he hit
3: the post on like. Could be hit the target
1: from there. Yeah. Like. I mean, he might, I mean, he did score, and he like he yeah. was persistent, and I thought there was just something about Mcnulty. And it could be just me reading it wrong, but he but he feels a little bit. There's a bit of he toes the line between confidence and arrogance. Mm. I think sometimes he strays for me a little bit too much towards that arrogant bit, and he kind of struts about the place like you know. I'm better than this and like maybe I'm in terms of that wrong and I'd say no, I don't see that and that might be unfair but it's just the, the vibe that I get.
2: We do have a number of players in the squad that that do that as well and sometimes when they're hitting the straps, when, they, when they're on the game that's great and I, I'd, I'd love to love for the team to have a little bit of swagger and a little bit of confidence but when we're up against it and you've got McGeady, Maguire and, uh, and McNulty kind of swaggering around but not actually doing much with it it does get a bit frustrating to watch
1: I have to say on Saturday I thought Maguire worked his backside off and he's, I think since has come in he's worked rate. Really, like there was times he was just like running up the shrews he plays and just like taking the ball just from them and run, like running away from them he was tracking back and I thought he you know that's great to see um, you know because he, he gives you so like his record speaks for itself for us really in terms of the goals he's created and scored especially this season so
3: been our know, best player, has not he? According to the stats, like he's really him and 0-9, I think probably yeah, the well, the 0-9's top. Yeah. 0-9's great, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, to everyone. I mean, to, to, to be
1: fair, like I thought he was great when he came yeah, on. He, you know, f- f- from left back as well. And he's not. He's not a left back. He's not. Well, some people say he's not right back. He's not a left back. And he came on. He should have again linked up with Grigg for the yeah. penalty, um, which would be easily forgotten. I mean, Grigg does get involved in the play around the box quite nicely. And he does yeah. show some nice touches.
3: 0-9, as soon as he come on. The first thing you want to do is attack, which is great because um, sometimes I think a couple of players can be too hesitant to want to move the ball forward quickly. Or nine's just so direct and he would like, be play on the left, play on the like, play on the right, play in the centre, and he, he's just someone who just wants to generally play for the like play for the shirt. And obviously, some people will be infuriated by it because they don't think he's good enough. But I think he's he's doing he's doing what he can with with the amount of obviously energy he's got and and, and how fit he is as well, which is a testament to him because there's not that many League One players who are as fit as he is. Um, so yeah, I mean. I'm all for him, me. 9 has uh, been
2: playing fullback for a year, and he's our best fullback.
3: Yeah. That says
2: a lot about. But he's keeping it says a lot out about, the team as well.
3: Well,
2: so. yeah, exactly. He's keeping keeping McLaughlin out of the team. Yeah. Says a lot about about Sunderland where they are now. It says a lot about 0-9 as a player, more positively.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, McLaughlin just. I mean, we're talking about fullbacks and strengthening that area in the summer. We didn't do that. clearly, and from what the options we've got, and like. He's, we you know it kind of goes a little bit back to the days of like the Premier League where like we'd buy all the, the, but would bring players in that weren't better than the ones that had gone and like we've although we've dropped the level we kind of feel as though sometimes we've applied the same we've made the same mistakes just at a low level so we've we've brought in a loan and a free transfer in that area aside from Hume and uh, McGgottten doesn't look look Anywhere near good enough. He doesn't look better than Matthews, he doesn't look better than an iron right back. I mean De Bock. He had a decent game against Sam Dons and then apparently he had a shocker against Lincoln. I didn't see it. Um obviously and he's injured now. So the only like actual that we've got McLaughlin and uh and um and Denver Hume really is the options. Um and Denver's still learning, isn't he? So
2: you know, it just comes down to kind of like individual preferences, really. Like when when the players are so kind of similar, it just comes down to kind of who, which one's left footed, which one's right footed, who's better in the air, who who's got a little bit more skill on them, or who's better for this particular game and taking on a particular fullback, perhaps. It just it just comes down. To, I mean, it, it's it's nice to have a, a team that's kind of so equally ranked. So it means that we're not hanging our hats on, on one particular player, like like we did last last year with Magidi, which. Which turned out to, you know, not to be not to be the kind of the false a false dawn, but I think it, it's good because it, it allows Parkinson the the strength and the depth to to make. I,
3: I just think it's kind of like. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, moving That's back, say, yeah. moving back to like the recruitment and stuff. I just think it's like you look at the teams now, right? The teams who were decent. It doesn't really matter, like Premier League teams, Championship teams who were decent, the League One teams who went up last season. They've all got good full-backs, who can bomb on and get around their man. We've got one and he's twenty one and he and he, he'll shy away from every single header and he doesn't and he, he doesn't like really get embodied. So we're kind of struggling there in terms of bombing on and that's why Luke O'Neill does so well because Luke O'Neill is not scared to carry the ball into the box and get beyond his mind and also get back whereas McLaughlin get the halfway line, he'll wanna pass it back yeah. to Willis.
1: He and gets they, absolutely smashed regularly, doesn't he? Low he always seems to be like on the deck and rolling around. Dunno how much of that's down to him just being like you know, it's
3: him, I think his personality. Yeah. it's like going back to Denver Hume, like he's, he's clearly got a lot of talent, but he just, for me he's just like he just needs to like, start getting properly stuck in, I, I don't trust Ember Human at our back post, because I, I know he's not going to I said it the other night, he, he's, he's not going to want to get in for that header, because if you watch him he, he ducks behind the player every single time and if these balls are getting swung in, I, I just can't trust him at that back post, whereas going forward he seems to have a bit, of, Like he seems to have he's got a great little uh, left foot and I, I, I said to Chris the other night when we were watching the Trammeer game, I was like, if he can kind of channel and, and and learn from someone. It would be Mickey Gray because Mickey Gray, when he first came on the scene, couldn't really defend that well, and he was more of a left winger. And I think Hume's the same. He's more of a left winger, and he needs to kind of channel that. To his runs beyond are brilliant, and, and it could probably if he gets it right, it, it, could, it could he could make a break him at Sunland. Um so We just need someone to do it on the right as well. Yeah, he gets him behind.
1: You know, he takes people on as well, which is you know good to see. And he does, you know, but he does. He did seem to come in for. A, a bit of stick, he does seem to divide people But he's you know he's only a, a kid And learning, I mean looking ahead to To the South End, South End game Obviously they lost the loss of last game um, 3-1, Saul Campbell's Saul first Campbell definitely, um,
3: We'll definitely get beaten And then <laughs> claim that we've uh, Said something about him <laughs> from, from beyond the, the stands actually
1: so. abused him from beyond From beyond <laughs> from the game that didn't happen <laughs> Or whatever it is <coughs> But yeah, let's not get into that <laughs> um, But I think you know the, the weekend. Are we going to you know we've got this game and then we've got three cup games basically. Um, <laughs> obviously, we will have to win the game at the weekend, and, but if we win it, I don't think anybody will read anything too much into it. I think it'll just be like we have to win that game. So hopefully, we we'll win the game. But my personal view is that we go back to as close to the team as you possibly can as that played against Tranmere. Um, you know, obviously Gooch isn't going to be fit, and neither is Burge. But you know, McGeady would obviously come in, even though his form's been pretty average. Uh, McGeady would come in for Gooch, and obviously McLaughlin will come in. I don't for uh, Burge. I don't know if you guys have any particular feeling or preference in terms of changing it too much. You, I just feel as though as well, Grig has to. I know McNaughty's is on the way, but I just feels though like he has to play him because if he doesn't. You're back to square one with him again because he had he had, like, he had he's had a couple of decent games in the league. And it just feels oh, if you if you drop him now. It's like because of what happened at the weekend on on Tuesday night. It just becomes a little bit like well now you're going to have to like build them back up again. You just got to try and forget it and like just say look get in the get in the system with it you know that works so well against Tramir and you know like fill your boots today because these these they've got the worst defensive record like. In possibly the football league,
2: there was a there was a good piece in the Chronicle earlier this week about how to get the best out of Will Grigg, and it was um, an interview with uh, David Sharp, the former Wigan chairman. Can you, sh- can you share that with <laughs> Well, <laughs> I think the thing is, it's the way that Wigan played under under Cook that got the best out of Grigg. Was not under Cook; it was under Gary Caldwell initially. Was was the way that Sunderland are set up with having th- with a lone strike with three players behind, and a central one that he forms the main partnership with. It, it it's it's all there. I've seen I've seen sh- green shoots of of of, uh, of regeneration. I, I like what what Dobson tries to do. He plays plays nice early through ball through quite a few. And th- th- there are players I try to play forward balls through to Grigg, and he, he's feeding on that service. I think the service has definitely improved to him since yeah. since Parkinson's come in. I think that's been one of the things I've noticed more is that they're trying to unlock that talent in Grig it's a confidence thing and it's something that'll come with time but yeah, as Gareth says, dropping him now would just be a a massive backward step.
3: He looked good, didn't he, the other night when he missed that penalty and and I understand why people are kind of like frustrated by him and angry towards him because he's one of them players Sunderland, Sunderland Sunderland fans never done well with luxury players whereas they can switch it on in an instance but they don't look like the work is hard. Sunderland, fans love your Lugo nines, you ones who are gonna work hard all game. Um, Will, whereas Will Grigg he does the, he does the job and he did it on trammy the, the other week and he kinda of, got applause for it that. Like goes goes unnoticed quite a lot because he's kinda of, he gets in the positions that you kinda of, you don't expect him to be in and then he's holding the ball up and he's he's wrestling like he, he's wrestling the ball down with lads who are six foot four and he's he, I can't imagine he's over six foot. Will Greg he doesn't look at all um so it's kinda of like he's one of those players who's gonna hold the ball up for you and he brings the likes of Maguire and, and Gucci and um, what more into it, and so that they can get beyond him. So I think he's got to start as well. I think he's our best striker. Manute um, a lot different to him. Whereas Manute will, will run the lines. he's not going to run the lines for. He's going to going to stay in probably a ten to, 10 to fifteen yard like yard zonal, and and he's going to he's going to hold that ball up, and he's going to bring Luke O'9 or nine um, or Chris McGuire into the play, so that they can ping it out wide and get into those in behind areas, and that's where he'll be in the six yard box, and that's probably how we played um, best at Wigan as well
1: yeah I agree <laughs> <laughs> you look like you are going to say something and then that happened yeah just say yes agree fair enough um, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. but I think you know I know some people might kind of mock a bit or whatever say come on you know make a score in the week whatever I just feel as though at this level when you've invested so much money in that player who's got a proven record at this level you can't just cast him off he's had what two games? P- pretty much under his, you know, under the new manager.
3: He's barely played at all, as well. So, because um, Charlie White was leading the line, wasn't getting us anywhere. Um, I think Parkinson's right to criticise him because he needs more from him. Um, he needs he needs to start scoring goals, but he also needs to start doing what he did against Tranmere every week. Obviously, Southend's a similar game to what Tranmere was and what MK Dons was before that, and what Wimbledon was, but. I mean, Sunderland drew these games last season, so if we can get another win and it it adds a positive spin, what we need to do is get a run going, so it doesn't really matter if it's it's against Leicester under 21s or if it's against Gillingham in the Cup. We just need to get a kind of winning streak going so that we can start powering ourselves up the league, otherwise, we're going to get left behind.
1: Yeah, I think we'll do without the Cup games, and then I mentioned this on Monday. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bristol Rovers game is called off with Lee Burgess injury because obviously if McLaughlin gets called up, we're going to have children in goal, which, you know, yeah. So it's not it's not going to work, is it really? Um, But yeah, probably should round it up there. Really, a couple of final things. Obviously, I should have mentioned this at the start because people probably switched off by now. The live show, the. wise men say 500 show potentially, or to celebrate the 500 show it will be with sleeves um, on the 6th uh, of December, Friday night at Fausto Coffee, get yourself online and get tickets for that, £5 via wise men say.co.uk I think there's about half of half of them have gone, so if you're thinking about going and you're dilly dallying, get in there um, and, and get them bought up and, and come down and we'll all have a a lovely old time and a drink will be in the fan zone, me and Stephen on uh, Saturday for the South End game. Um, So come and say hello there if you want to, or just, you know, heckle us, you know, which, you know, we, we seem to get quite a lot of stick from the away support. So, you know, if you want to join in, you know, as a Sunderland fan because you don't like us, you know... The place to be is the fans on on Saturday for abuse of me and Stephen. And you know, I know that you'll be there doing that, Richards.
2: Yeah, well, it gets a bit like Green Street. Well, yeah, massively part of that. Yeah, Let's have it. yeah, you're
1: massively part of that. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I don't know if that makes you a target or keeps you safe. It's a difficult one. Yeah, the defense isn't very high. <laughs> so you know it doesn't really protect you, uh, but anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Um, and it'll probably there'll probably be reaction pod, and I imagine after the game. Um, and then I think me and Stephen should be back on Monday. Um, but fell foul of saying what was going to happen later in the week on Monday, so I'll not do that again. But anyway, thanks for listening, and um, keep an ear out for all of the other wise men. Say hey, goodness, I'll be coming your way in the next seven days. Thanks for listening.